mama.com You might not go to hell. Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 91. It's June 22nd, 2008, the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Dave, hi. Good morning, my friend. How are you? How's things in uh, lovely Kentucky? Oh, they're great. How are things in Arizona? Hot as hell. Hot, really? One of the circles of hell. It's going to be 100, 708 today. You can stay in the shade. It's a bit tulips. It's actually 80 right now. Yeah, and, well, and that's about all it's going to go. I should get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay. So, so, let's talk about these readings. Want to talk about them? They were scary. I was thinking about it. I thought that might be a good thing to do. Uh, something to do. Yeah. We can talk about something else if you want. We could. We could talk about huh? politics. So what do you want to talk about? Nothing. I just thought the readings were kind of scary today, Dave. Mm. Why did you think that, Randy? Well, they were scary and not particularly um, uplifting, I didn't think. Mm. Tell me more. <laughs> well, you know, like the first one, it says... Uh, I don't know, terror on every side and all this, and it says, yes, the Lord has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked, but, you know, not till the wicked beat the crap out of them for a long time. I mean, it didn't seem, you know, and the second one was about death and transgression. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, not happy words in here. Mm, Yeah. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, right. and and now I'm going to save you from that. Yeah, kind of, but I just keep. Well, go ahead and do with that. You know? When's that going to happen? Yeah, another point is that I'm sitting here being beat up, and that you have to save me, and it's you know two thousand years later, and I'm still in the midst of this crap. I need to be, and and then the last one. I mean, I get the same kind of thing as that in the. You know, there's two scary things. One, the first part of it was, uh, you know, it depends how you look at it, but nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. Ooh, really? (laughs) And the part B was, uh, you know, another scary edict. Acknowledge me before others, otherwise I will deny you before my Heavenly Father and you'll burn eternal hell. Like, okay, these are all uplifting and exciting doesn't make you want to go doesn't make you want to whistle, does it? No, I hate whistling. I know you told me that I remember that after <laughs> I started. It just makes me want to go It doesn't make you want to hum. How are you about humming? Mm, humming's okay. It's also humming's okay. Slightly annoying, but if you're good at it it's okay. But it doesn't make you wanna skip. No, it doesn't make you wanna you know I don't know. I don't know what it wants to make you do. It just seems they're not, you know, they don't make me lighthearted and cheery. And maybe they're not supposed to, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, they are kind of a, it is kind of a a dose of realism there because it is talking about the fact that you might not um, get everything you want in this life. You may actually be persecuted and 
scorned and all those kinds of things. But That has happened, yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay because your reward is going to be great later. I took this, I was looking at it, and I think I picked up on some of the same things you did, but I think these are kind of similar to that idea of the prophet is always scorned in their own country, which I think is another reading. Actually, that that's, comes from Jesus, too, I think, that that statement. But um, in Mark or something, I looked at it. it it's but, true, but our country is the planet Earth, Dave, so we're scorned everywhere. Well... <laughs> is that is that is that really so though? I mean, if, if you think about it, aren't there always people that will um, believe as you do and and think like you? I won't there always be a small group that supports you or understands your ideas, no matter where you go. Against the rest of the planet Earth that's trying to beat the crap out of you. Well, see, I don't really think that's true. I think that. I think people are basically kind of good, and I think that their their natural inclination is to move towards the good. I think they're often led by people that want to manipulate them for their own purposes. And so when you say anything that goes against the power structure, yeah, you're going to get those guys agitated. But, I mean, I think, I don't think you're really alone in, you know, knowing what is right or good. No, but maybe you're alone in caring about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying people are bad, but I am saying they're bad people, right? Well, yeah. There are people who do evil things, and they often win in the sense that they have the power and they're and they don't care. And well, you know, I think the thing is also, you know, and I think this this is a central uh, message of uh, Jesus, the Gospels, various things, is that it's all in how you define winning, too. Because as as he says in that last reading, he says, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father, but whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. And, and I think there's a lot of denial in the sense of you have to expand how we think about these things, I suppose, is that, you know, people that just, you know, go after money and power and, and you know, use people to get there and kill people and destroy lives. And they, you know, they're denying that's true. You this is you're absolutely correct, but I don't care. <laughs> Why don't you care, Ryan? Because I want some, you know, other good stuff. And and realistically, I'm I'm being very, you know, it, it's not true that I don't have any. I got all kinds of great. You things. mean you're being whiny? Is that what you're telling me? Well, it's not whiny so much as as I don't know. I guess I'm just, maybe. I'm just not in the mood for more of this. Oh, go out and suffer some more, and, you know, in the next life you'll get, you know, whatever, your reward. Yeah, okay. Well, but here's, here's, here's the point I'd like to make, is that I think to some extent we're the instruments of our own suffering, because... I think I mentioned this uh, article I read about authenticity in uh, Psychology Day a couple weeks ago or last week or something. But I think there's a lot of suffering that occurs from people simply not being who they came here to be or doing what they came here to do. And if you're talking about actual suffering, you know, you, you think about somebody who, I don't know, even like a Gandhi or, or somebody that uh, wound up getting assassinated, 
and have a, had a shortened life because of it. But they probably lived very intensely during the time that they had, and they probably had a feeling of comfort and ease because even like Martin Luther King or something, you know, even though their life was hard, I mean, there there was something that was right about it, and probably they probably felt okay because of that, in spite of how hard it was. So my point being, and I do have one, is that, you know, what what is the real root of suffering, that we don't get what we want or that we're not who we are? I, I tend to think it's more the second one. Probably. You're not going to get everything you want. And so if you do, if that's the, uh, you know, criteria for any happiness, then... Lots and lots of people can never have any. Right. But if you, yeah, if you, if you can, you should be able to be who you are anyway, so the potential is there for everybody to have some happiness. I think so. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you're, you're, you're expressing the feelings that probably a lot of people have, that, you know, all the suffering is not so hot. I mean, it's not it's not enjoyable sometimes. Doing why what you have to, to do is not enjoyable. At all. Yeah, it's like, why do I have to take this crap from these people? Why do they get to, is that who they were meant to be, is assholes? And and I need to put up with this crap so that they can be happy? I don't know. Well, but don't you think probably there's that element that, how do you know that there's light? It's because you have darkness. I mean, don't you? Th- if you're going to paint a picture, don't you have to have shadows and light. I mean, it, it does, doesn't one imply the other? Well, you're being philosophical today, aren't you, Dave? I'm waxing philosophical. You today. certainly are. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead. I was going to say, that's all very true, but, you know. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that, you know, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's that perennial question, like why do good things happen, why do bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? And, you know, it's not... It's not easily discernible. The only thing I think about it is like I don't know. It's like it's some it's like some incredibly elaborately designed drama that I've been put into, and I'm supposed to do something with it. So what do I do with it? You know. And, and I guess that's the point. Where, well, you know, you can you can get into this sort of feeling of just feeling of injustice and and all that stuff, and, and it can be paralyzing too. And I don't know if that's, and I think that's what they're talking about in the readings too. Even the first reading, the guy had, you know, if you look at it, he said, uh, very first thing, terror on every side. So what do you do when you got terror on every side? Watch TV, I guess. I don't know, you know. That's right. That's where you're finding out about all the terror. <laughs> Drink booze. I don't know. It's true. It is true that that's what the message is, sort of, that there will be justice, and uh, you know, at the end here that. Lying and cheating is not going to win, ultimately. It'll all come out. And that's been my experience. I once thought there were things in my life that were private, and now I don't think that really anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I figure eventually, whatever the hell it is, it's going to come out. So. Right. So, I mean, in some senses, that's you know a word of hope to the righteous <laughs> and a word of fear to the less than righteous. Mm-hmm. And let's admit it, you know, we're not, we've all been less than righteous once in a while, so. 
Even wanna... earlier today, I was less than righteous. Were you indeed? <laughs> I'm just, you know. Nah. Well, you know, and, and I, you know, that's very. It's a very human response. I mean, you know, sometimes you're dealing with a lot of shit and a lot of injustice, and it just doesn't feel fair and all this stuff. And I, I guess it's, you know, that 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 brings us down to that um, paradox of human freedom too, and that. You, uh, you as a parent know that sometimes you have to let your kids go and make mistakes and, and have some suffering as a consequence in order for them to, you know, grow, I suppose, as individuals, humans. And maybe that's God's uh, attitude towards us as on this planet. You know, it's, to some extent we have to be allowed to create our own suffering, even if it's in a collective sense of our values and who we elect as our leaders and, you know, types of systems we set up or allow to continue. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's part of human freedom that we're going to have some of this stuff. Yeehaw. <laughs> but it sucks. How about that? <laughs> and what can we as individuals do about it? So. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well... I- I, I do believe this this idea that that um, we're like these energy systems, and that you know, and because and, I've I've experienced this, you know, you, don't you ever experience you're around somebody who is a very positive kind of force, and it's it it uplifts. No. <laughs> yeah, you have. Come on. Man. But you know, you know, I mean, even if you even when you're in that space, you know, there, there is a certain. I mean, it doesn't overcome everything, but there is there's a certain thing that happens in terms of resonance between people. If somebody is really positive, moving forward, creative, doing whatever, I mean, it does have an effect on other people. And, you know, I think this is some of what these readings are about, is that you have to keep your head up and keep your your spirits up, and you know, it's going to affect others. And Even though okay. it sucks, but, you know... It's... Well, I'll have to do that, Dave, because that's who I am, the cheery person that raises people's spirits. You can be. You are sometimes. <laughs> you do. Yes. But I mean, it's not to deny your, your, what you're saying. It's that you know, it does. You, you look at all these things. It's hard not to be overwhelmed by some of the things we're looking at sometimes, especially today. Just go to the gas pump and you get overwhelmed. Indeed. <laughs> so. But even if you do the right thing, even if you're positive, it still could be. No sex for you. Right? That's that's been my experience. <laughs> well, it, it, it's actually in my experience. It's more so. More so? What do you mean? The more more, the more you do the right thing, the less you get. If you were a big okay. asshole, girls would be all over you. Oh, that's true. Well, you know, I I've I've uh, I, I've done some re- reading and investigation on this, and in, in my own personal investigation, Here, here's here's what I think. Is that is it isn't so much being an asshole. It, it is, I mean, although that works, too. I mean, with certain women, I think that works. Um, but there's a, there's something about that you are not, A, you got your own shit going on. B, you're not going to be controlled by them. C, they got to work for you a little bit. You're a bit, bit of a mystery or something. So some of that stuff, you know, I think gets translated into assholedom sometimes. But, I mean, I think that those are the essential elements of that. Perhaps. Like, but it can't be – go ahead. It, you're right. I mean, the, some of it is just 
yeah, you just you can't be a wimp, and I understand that. But on the other hand, why, when these guys clearly aren't being an asshole, don't the girls see that? You know, I don't get that part. But, like, give me an example without names. Like, what what's the elements of it that that, that bother you? Okay, I can give you an element because because Mike, my youngest son, asked me about do I like any of my daughter's boyfriends. Right. Basically. And I sort of said, not really. And he said, why don't you like any of these guys? And here's the essence of it. Okay, because they're not helping them be better people. Hmm. They're taking stuff from them and saying, you know. And I'm like, why are you putting up with this crap to my daughters, you know? Why do you hang out with this guy? Because he's less of a jerk than the last guy you went out with? <laughs> Some of them are doing that. You know, they've gone out with the slimiest dirtbags in the world, and now they go out with a guy who's ah, mediocre, and they think he's great. Well, he is compared to the other guys you went out with, but he's not helping you be who you need to be to get back to your thing, right? The girls, they need to be who, you know, authentic. This is who you were made to be, and instead they're just, saying, oh, well, this is who I decide you're going to be, so be that way. And then they be that way, and I'm like, okay, and do I like this guy? No. <laughs> so. so they say they don't like the guy? No, they do, or at least they say they do. Why do they like him? I have no idea. That is my point. <laughs> well, isn't it a simple thing to ask? Like, to ask your daughter, why do you like this guy? Beyond just he's not as big a jerk as last say what well, see, they don't about. say that. They say, Well he's not a bad guy and I'm going, He's not a good guy. He's not good for you <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I it comes down to this whole thing of do you care about somebody other than yourself? And usually the answer with most of these guys is no. So yeah. Well there's something very primal in, in women though, with, with this thing about that. A, a rough kind of guy is often viewed as somebody that's going to protect them. So even if they're a little mean, then that comes across as being, oh, this person's not going to take any shit, so I'm going to be protected. And I don't say any of this is conscious, but I think it comes. that's how it comes out. I've read that shit too myself, Dave. Yeah. So it's almost like that behavior, you know, is sort of attractive because it's 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 like protective even though whether it is or not is beside the point. But that's how that goes. Yeah, we're still not getting any, so. But the real question, Reiner, is what does any of this have to do with football? I have no idea. You don't? No. I mean, you know, we're playing the game. What what are the readings say they say? Uh, The good will triumph in the end, maybe. Or you'll be saved. <laughs> what they really say is, even though it looks like you've lost, you've really won. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, like on the table when they got eight and you got one, and they and say, I won because I adhere to my ideals, it's not always so uh, <laughs> uplifting. It's not as satisfying and it doesn't get you the hot girl. Exactly. There you go. Well... I don't know, Reiner. I don't know what to tell you on that one. You can come up with another interpretation that's related to foosball if you would like, Dave. No, I I think that one's 
Plenty. That's enough right there. Yeah. I think that's good. Well, I'm sorry these readings depressed you today, Ryan. They didn't depress me. They just went, I just went, uh, you know, they weren't. What kind of reading would you like? What would you like God to tell you? <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I'm afraid of what God tells me, so I, I'm, I, I, I'm concerned about what I might ask for. So you might get it? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I, I have a concluding reading. Okay. Should we do that now? Yes. You think we've talked long enough? How, how long have we talked, you think? Stop asking that question every week, Dave. It's I, probably do it, I probably shouldn't do it on the air like this anyways. It's probably more an offline question. I'm going to edit this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I thought the because re- I thought the readings were a bit about prophecy. I got a reading from uh, the Prophet by Khalil Gibran. You know that book, right? Yes. And you know, actually, I kind of make fun. People make fun of that book, but there's there's a few good things in there. I was kind of looking through it. It's yeah, kind of interesting stuff. So um, here is from what he wrote in chapter 15 about reason and passion. How about that? Okay. Lay it on me. All right, here we go. Speak to us of reason and passion. And he answered, saying, Your soul is oftentimes a battlefield upon which your reason and your judgment wage war against passion and your appetite. Would that I could be the peacemaker of your soul, that I might turn the discord and rivalry of your elements into oneness and melody. But how shall I, unless you yourselves are also peacemakers, nay, the lovers of all your elements? Your reason and your passion are the rudder and the sails of your seafaring soul. If either your sails or your rudder be broken, you can but toss and drift, or else be held at a standstill amid seas. For reason ruling alone is a force confining, and passion unintended is a flame that burns to its own destruction. Therefore let your soul exalt your reason to the height of passion that it may sing. And let it direct your passion and reason that your passion may live through its own daily resurrection like the phoenix rise above its own ashes. I would have you consider your judgment and your appetite even as you would two love guests in your house. Surely you would not honor one guest above the other, for he who is more mindful of one loses the love and faith of both. Among the hills, when you sit in the cool shade of the white poplars, sharing the peace and serenity of distant fields and meadows, then let your heart say in silence, God rest in reason. And when the storm comes and the mighty wind shakes the forest and thunder and lightning proclaim the majesty of the sky, then let your heart say in awe, God moves in passion. And since you are a breath in God's sphere and a leaf in God's forest, you too should rest in reason and move in passion. There you have it, man. Okay, I'll have to do that then. So everybody, get out there, have a good week, and take it easy. With passion. Exactly. Amen. See ya. Ciao. You can make it. Shoot it. Momog.com.